This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And it is that time just after 5 o'clock here, and another edition of the Employment Hour is here. Yeah, phone lines are open, as you just heard them say, 604-283-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll discover, uh, discuss everything under uh, severance to losing your job, to getting that new job, things you should watch out for in your current job, your employment, your unemployment. All that stuff is covered over the next hour. We'd love to get your phone calls on the air. And email is simply leor at employmenthour.com. So we always start, my friend, with the week that was. How was the week? Thank you, John, and uh, welcome everyone to another edition of the Employment Hour where we talk to you about your workplace rights, everything to do with your job, with your boss, with uh, your, your workplace. So give us, give it to us, give us a call, let's chat about it, let's a- answer those questions. I know, John, that sometimes people carry these things with them for weeks and months and even years, these issues that they have mm-hmm. because they don't know who to turn to, they don't know what their rights are. Well, you don't need to do that. We're right here right now till 6 o'clock to answer those questions, to help you out. And, of course, if you don't want to get on the air, if you don't want to call the show, no problem. Call me in the office. I'm only here on the radio uh, an hour a week, but I'm in uh, my office the rest of the time. So let's start off with the week that was, a couple of yep. situations that I saw. First one, John, had to do with a resignation. Got a call by a, a nice uh, gentleman who had worked for uh, a company for three years and found another job and wanted to resign. Now, his employment agreement required him to give five weeks' notice uh, of, of resignation if he decided to leave. Well, he was only able to give three weeks' notice, so he told his employer, I need to start this new job, I'm going to give you three weeks' notice. His employer got very upset at that and said, well, if you're going to breach your employment agreement, I'm going to just let you go right now. So you're gone right now, I'm not going to pay you anything, and, and, and so long. So he called me, this gentleman, and said, well, can they do that? I gave uh, three weeks' notice of my resignation. The employer said, you're gone right now. Is this legal? Is this right? What do they owe me, if anything? Well, here's the thing, John. If you give notice of resignation and your employer lets you go before that date, you still have to get paid until the end of the notice that you gave. So in this situation, if you give three weeks' notice and your employer says, you're gone now, you still have to get paid till the end of that notice period for that three weeks in that example. That's true. Even though you were supposed to give more notice of resignation and you didn't, you still have to get paid. An employer can only uh, take legal action against you if you give not enough notice is if they lost something financial because of your failure to give notice. That's going to be very, very difficult to do. So, John, the, the rule is for our listeners, if you leave your employment, you give notice, they let you go before they still have to get pay you hit the stuff to pay you till mm-hmm. the end of that notice. 604-280-9898 is the number to uh, give us a call tonight uh, right off the hop here. First call and uh, oh, grab that for me, Maddie. My mouse isn't working for this call. I got Mike on the line. Mike, how you doing, pal? Not bad. What's going on? Is uh yes, yeah, I drive truck for a living and uh, our boss says we fall under the under the federal code so we only get overtime after 60 hours. I tried to find a little bit about it. All I could find is federal code for if you cross borders. We don't cross borders. Out of 100 guys, two guys might go into Alberta once in a while. Mm. That's about it. 
No, so it, that that's exactly, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. If you don't cross borders, if there's no over borders, then, then generally speaking, you'd be regulated provincially. So uh, trucking, transportation, it really comes down to the border. So if you're regulated provincially, provincial rules would apply to you. Here's what you need to do, Mike. It's actually going to be quite simple. For these things, for the issues with regard to which law applies and which, with regard to overtime, you need to call the Ontario Ministry of Labor, okay? Uh, sorry, in this case, BC Ministry of Labor, I apologize, and and, uh, and ask them for, uh, number one, to confirm that you're regulated provincially, and number two, to, to calculate the overtime owed to you. Now, you can even do that anonymously, so your employer doesn't know, but call the BC Ministry of Labor, uh, and they, they can actually make the official determination uh, whether or not you're going to be regulated provincially or federally, because, yeah, you may well be owed overtime here, and there's potential other entitlements that you may have that are going to be better provincially. So uh, th that's what you got to do, Mike. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mikey. Appreciate that. And if you'd like to call in tonight, you can do so as well. And that will be uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Going back to the week that was, now that uh, that uh, case you were talking about where someone gave notice and then they were let go, they had to still pay them out to the end of the notice. Is there a... I mean, is there, what's reasonable? You can't say, I'm leaving in a year. Right. No, <laughs> you know, so, how much no, time can not. you give? Right. So, so essentially what happens when you give notice, you have to get the lesser of your termination entitlements or till the end of the notice. So, for example, if you give a year's notice, John, yep. uh, and your employer says you're gone now, then that's a termination and you, you're going to get whatever your termination entitlements uh. are based on your age, position, and length of employment. Uh, so it really, but if you give two weeks notice and you're let go now, you're not going to be getting your full termination entitlements. You're only going to be getting those two weeks. So the lesser of your, your actual severance or until the date, uh, that you gave notice to. So that's Brilliant. how it works. So you're not going to, you can't game the system by saying, oh, I'm going to give you five years notice. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't Could game you the imagine? system quite that way. Buy yourself some time, half a decade. What <laughs> else uh, What else you got going on over there? Another uh, matter, John, I got a call from a salesperson uh, who over the past uh, about eight or nine months got two fairly uh, negative performance reviews. In, es in essence, his employer was saying that he wasn't meeting targets. and No, he wasn't. That, that was a fact. And he got some, you know, performance reviews, and but the performance reviews were quite simple. They said you need to meet the targets. Here are the targets that you need to meet, and he didn't. And after those two performance reviews, when he still didn't uh, improve to the level that they wanted, they let him go. But they let him go for cause. In other words, the, the employer said because we essentially wrote you up a couple of times and you, your performance didn't improve, you didn't meet the targets. We can let you go for cause. In other words, without severance. Went off to pay you severance at all, and that's when this gentleman called me and he wanted to know is that legal? The answer was John, no, it's not. And, and the reason why this was not legal, the reason the employer could not let him go for cause, was because of the fact that uh, even though the performance reviews were clear, they didn't really offer to help him. They didn't give him any guidance. They didn't give him any assistance. Just meet, do better. That's not how you improve performance by saying, well, instead of selling five units, you need to sell ten units. Well, wait a second. What are you going to do to help him? How are you going to help him get to that target? This wasn't a situation where he was sitting on his hands not doing his work. He just wasn't able to meet the targets. So remember, whenever there's a bad performance review, it's not enough for your employer to say, do better. They need to assist you in that. They need to, to give you the support, the guidance, the training, the help to do better. And if they don't and your performance doesn't improve, 
your employer cannot let you go for cause. So, and remember, John, it's very difficult to let someone go for cause. It's the death penalty of the employment relationship, and so many employers pull the trigger on a termination for cause before they should. So if you're listening to us right now and your employer lets you go because you did something or you didn't do something and they didn't pay you severance because they said they had cause, it may well not be cause. That may well be a wrongful dismissal, so you have to give me a call. You know, it's an important call that Kai made, and it's it's remarkable how many people listened with figured, yeah, okay, well, he was told twice to make his targets. He got two bad write-ups. For sure they can fire him. That would seem so normal to most people if they didn't know It that. would seem normal. And, and, and frankly, it seemed normal to this guy. Someone encouraged him to call me, and, and it's not. It's just not enough. Now, if, the, if they wrote him up because he was slacking off and he was in, in the pub instead of being in the office, well, maybe. That's misconduct. But if he's doing what he's supposed to, but he's just not able to meet targets, well, then it shifts the onus to the employer to do something about it, to help him. In this case, they didn't. It's not caused. The employer tried to take the easy way out. It just doesn't work that way, John. We'll take a quick break. Phone lines are wide open for you, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Your phone calls, and we'll get into the severance pay calculator after a short break as well. This is the Employment Hour right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Come and we are back. The employment hour. The number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. That's how you want to get a hold of us and talk to Lior right up till six o'clock tonight. Phone calls, as always, have priority. Arthur, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, Pally. What's going on? What's uh, what's your concern? Well, I'm I'm interested. On I, I caught half the story a minute ago about giving notice, and mm-hmm. I've been working my employer right. for the last five years now, and things are getting a little bit rough, and uh, I'm. I want to know what the best option for me to do is to give two weeks or a year or six months. What's the best? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Arthur, ultimately, uh, what I was telling before is that you can't game the system by giving a year's notice. Okay? So, uh, if you give notice and your employer lets you go right away, you're going to get the lesser of your termination entitlements or until the end of the notice period. So, You've been there for five years. If you were let go, well, how, how old are you? What kind of job, Arthur? Uh, I'm a heavy-duty mechanic, and I'm 55. Yep. So if, if regular severance for someone like you would be easily six months pay. So there's no value in giving more than six months notice because even if you gave more than six months notice and they let you go right now, you'd still only get six months pay. But, hey, if you want to give six months notice, if they let you go right away, yeah, you would be owed six months pay, my friend, so you could do that. Yeah. See, there was a friend uh, that, that gave two weeks notice and said, "Yes, I'm opening my own shop up as a truck, as a mechanic." And they, boom, right? They, they gave him two weeks and kicked him out that day. Goodbye, get out of here. Because yeah, well, I mean, if he gave two weeks notice, they only would have had to pay him for the two weeks. So, so that's okay. They did it right. What I love, oftentimes happens is someone gives notice, they let him go right away, and they don't pay him anymore. That's illegal. But if you give notice, yeah, you would generally have to get paid till the end. I see. So six months is the, is the key number then. For you, anything more than six months, there would be really no point. Uh, but if you give six months and they say, well, you're gone today, yeah, they'd have to pay you for six months. Absolutely. Perfect. Thanks so much for the info, Rod. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Arthur. Appreciate thanks, you. Thanks, Thank Arthur. You, uh, thanks for listening. We went to, uh, to, to BD. Hi, BD. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Good. What's going on with you? Well, I'm, the, I'm it's on the reverse, and I'm the employee for... Mm-hmm. And I've had to write 
let a guy go. I've had up to 15 employees. And this is the first time I've ever terminated somebody. Basically, it was uh, uh, texting back and forth. Well, it was a one-sided text. I'm driving, so I wouldn't text back. But finally, I just got so sick and tired of it. I just said, look, just go and go away peacefully. Um, It's happened several times. And, you know, finally... When I got back, I just sent, I couldn't do it in writing. I finally did type it up, sent it to him in, in writing, and um, now he's, you know, threatening with, um, well, there's a police report on it, and he actually threatened to burn down my shop. There's a, it, it goes on and on and on. Hmm. Now, I terminated his employment because of misconduct. Now, it just seems like, like uh, now he's trying to get EI, uh, and they're actually, they're going to give it to him by the sounds of things. So I, I never see anything or hear anything good about the, uh, the employers. And it's the first time I've ever had to terminate somebody in 17 sure. years. So where do I go from here now? Because, you know, I'm not going to, uh, they've dropped off a letter to my doorstep, um, his wife did. And I'm not going to even, uh, what my advice given to me from Revenue Canada or Canada Services, whatever it was, said, just don't reply, and it'll go to arbitration. So where can I take this as an employer? And there's a lot of us out there, trust me, and we're in the construction business. How do we deal with that? Now, BD, was he part of a union? No, no, no. It's a a small company, and it's uh, uh, basically, it's like a lot of other companies out there that are, a lot of them have subcontractors, but... Because of Revenue Canada, I'm, I have them as employees. They get deductions. They everything's paid up. Okay, good. So good. So where you're do doing I it right. Go, where do I go to protect myself, though? Because in my 17, 18 years, I've never had an issue like this. And uh, now, and I'm sure there's a lot of employers out there that are just as frustrated as I am. And I don't know where to turn because, you know, like he's missed. He'd go missing for three days. You know, possibly I should have yeah. fired him in. So, BD, you know, l- l- let me answer it just because we're going to have to have a break in, in a little bit. Ultimately, uh, you, you, what you turn to is you turn to an employment lawyer, but what you have to do when someone's giving you problems like that is you have to performance manage. What I mean by that is if someone's missing work, misbehaving, uh, doing a bad job, you have to do something about it. You can't just avert or, or kind of turn a blind eye to it. So you have to start documenting and you have to give someone warnings. So you have to build this case, right? You can't just one day say, well, now I've had enough because of all these 15 things you did if you haven't done a good job documenting it. So you have to document, you have to put it in writing, you have to let them know that this continued behavior is going to result in the termination of your employment. And if it continues, then yes, you're going to be in a position to let him go for cause without severance. But it requires some work on your part. The other thing you need to do to protect yourself is whenever you hire an employee, I don't care if they make a lot of money, little money, senior position or junior position, you have to get them to sign an employment agreement. And one of the things the employment agreement will do is it will minimize and limit the amount of severance you may have to pay if you let them go. So instead of having to pay someone maybe six months pay, you may owe them a week's pay or two weeks pay. So that's a huge thing you have to do to protect yourself. Arbitration has nothing to do with this. Uh, in terms of EI, you shouldn't care, buddy. I frankly, whether he gets it or doesn't get it, I wouldn't get involved in that process in any way. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't impact you, your premiums, your business, if he gets EI. Uh, now, 
in terms of burning down your, your, your shop. Now, if that's something that he starts threatening after you let him go, that's certainly a matter for the police, but you can't use that as grounds to, to not pay him severance because by then he wasn't your employee. Hmm. He may have a case if you didn't do a good job documenting what he did, his absences, his bad conduct. If you yep. did do a good job, then it sounds like you were allowed to let him go without severance, and it is what it is. So the yep. devil's in the details, BD. We need to know, or I need, would need to know, how you treated him, what did you do to document, and ultimately, if, if he does pursue legal action against you, talk to me. I'd be happy to help you get it resolved, but you need to, from now on, always make sure you document things, you, you discipline, and you try to build up a case in case you ever have to let someone go. Does yep. that make sense? I, I, yeah, and, and I understand all that. I know we're out of time here, but the, the, the thing about the EI is as soon as they start uh, paying that out, that's almost a judgment in his favor. So now... When I no, it's not. It's not, no. BD. It doesn't matter. Trust okay. me, you don't care about EI. Don't invo- get involved. Who cares? It doesn't matter. If you don't get involved... Where the problems start is if you get involved and oppose him getting EI, and then they decide to give him EI, that's when it could hurt you. If you stay out of it, and don't get involved, mm-hmm. it does not matter if he gets EI. Don't even go there. Trust me on that. Don't go there. Very good. All right. Thanks, PD. Again, moving forward, if uh, you need that number, it is 604-283-3123. Lior's number, that is 604-283-3123. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Reach out and make sure you contact Lior as soon as you can. We'll take a short break here. Your phone calls, phone lines are open, ready to take your calls and concerns at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell as well. The Employment Hour continues right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. At 534, yes, call that number. Lines are wide open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Call us. You have employment questions, job questions, severance questions. you got a little less than half hour to get them through on the line here and talk to Lior. Uh, and get it all solved or get some information anyway. Severance pay calculator. Give me some deal, uh, details on that, pal. I shall. Thank you, John. And uh, this is, you know, an extremely important tool, and it's a tool that's that's helped people and saved people tens of thousands of dollars per person. Uh, it's a tool, as the name suggests, that allows you to find out how much severance you're owed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you just lost your job, or you're just curious, or maybe you're concerned about losing your job. The severance calculator is the tool that you need to to have to have access to in order to know what you're owed. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, that address is severancepaycalculator.com. And it's going to ask you three pieces of information, three questions. It's going to ask for your age, the type of job that you have, and the length of your employment. You're just going to pick it from a drop-down menu. And that's it. You're done. It's going to tell you whether you're owed two months' pay or 24 months' pay or anything else in between. It's simple, it's free, it's anonymous, and it's accurate. So check it out. The first place you go to when you lose your job is severancepaycalculator.com. Please don't ever, ever, ever even think of accepting mm-hmm. a severance offer without going there. You need to get a hold of the, order of the firm as well. It is vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca. 604-280-9898 is the number to call in tonight or star 9898 on your cell or smartphone. We were talking, or at least I mentioned off the top of the show that we would be getting over a topic, and that is you should be very worried when, dot, 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 I'll give you the first one, you can expand on it, the employer is building up a case against you with bad performance reviews, like BD, we talked to him earlier. 
Yeah, no, it's very, very important. And, and you know, a few situations that we're going to flag for you right now. If you you come across one of these situations that we're going to talk about, you should be concerned. You should stop there for a second and say, wait a second, this is not good. I need to do something about this. So the first one, John, as you uh, just ma- mentioned that we're going to talk about is if your employer is building a case against you. Very important. And and an employer that's building a case becomes obvious. All of a sudden, you're going to get bad performance reviews. You're going to get bad feedback, maybe warnings. Uh, you're going you're gonna to all, all of a sudden be someone that's not uh, very popular with your employer. And they, usually that happens when the employer is trying to build a case so that at some point they can let you go without severance. So if your employer is building a case against you, you cannot just sit back and do nothing. That's the worst thing that you do. So what do you do? You respond. You build your own case. If your employer is saying you did something wrong and you didn't, you say so. You put that in writing. If you're getting a bad performance review and you don't agree with it, put that in writing. If there's documents, materials, emails that support you, make sure you have copies. Make sure you have access to them because you may need them. Build your own case. Silence in the face of bad performance reviews uh, and, and, and negative feedback, silence is the same as acceptance. If you do your work, you're going to make it very difficult for the employer to let you go for cause when it's not justified. So don't sit back, build your own case. And of course, remember what I say, if you lose your job supposedly for cause, in many cases, maybe even in most cases, John, it's not really cause because cause is so difficult to establish. That happens to you. You know what you do. You call me. You email me, and I'll help you. It's especially true with long service employees. I know you mentioned that before. People have been around for you know fifteen, twenty, twenty five, thirty years at a workplace. All of a sudden, now they're the pariah in the workplace. Like it just you know something's up. Well, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's difficult to terminate any employee for cause. It's that much more difficult to let go a long service employee. If you've been there a company for a while, it's presumed you've been there for a while because you know what you're doing. You've done a good job. Hmm. So yeah, all of a sudden everything's been good. Now you're you're being managed and, and performance reviews are negative. Do something about it. Put it in writing. Don't agree with it. Make it even more difficult for the company to let you go for cause. Don't just sit back and be quiet about it. 604-280-9898 is the number. We'll get to our uh, phone call. Jim, good evening. How are you? Hey there, guys. Not too bad. Thank you for a Sunday evening. Thanks, Jimmy. What's uh, what's going on with you? Oh, I had a question uh, in regards to having part-time employment. Well, see, I've been with the company for 28 years. I'm in my 28th year at the union uh, type of uh, environment. About six years ago, I started a side business. Um. It is something that we also do at this full-time employment job as well. Um, and I'm wondering if there's a conflict there that I could possibly be terminated because of it. Yeah, there, there may well be a conflict, Jim. Generally speaking, it's expected that when you have a job that, that you're not going to do anything that's uh, against your company's best interest. So if you're working on the side in a job that's arguably in some form of competition with your employer, then there is a conflict of interest, certainly if your employer hasn't approved of it. Now, they may approve of it. They may not care. They may be satisfied with their business and not concerned about your side business. But the potential is there, definitely, for, for discipline and even potentially termination. So that, that is a difficult uh, situation, and right. you may want to address that with your union in confidence and get the, uh, their take on it. Maybe they know that there's a history in the past where the employer didn't care or, or allowed this to happen with other employees, in which case you may be free and clear. But, yeah, there definitely is the, the potential there for a conflict of interest, Jim. 
Now, um, so it's my own business that I developed. Uh, I don't work for somebody yep. else. Uh, I incorporated last year just because of taxes and liability and that sort of stuff. I know one of the things that was what has been mentioned in the past is they're always worried about liability. Say I'm off sick from the you know the full time job right. and working on the site. Obviously, I haven't done that. I've been very very careful. Uh, I don't quote on any jobs uh, in competition. We actually are a private company. We don't do that. We're part of the government. So there's no conflict there. I'm just, you know, here, to be honest with you, what I'd like to do there is, is actually, um, I've just turned 50, uh, got 28 years in, I've looked into actually pulling my pension out and going full-time right. on my own. Mm-hmm. Now, I listen to your show a lot. <laughs> I know you say never quit. Um that it's better to be somehow, you know, constructively, a constructive resignation and maybe seek some kind of severance. That's crossed my mind somehow. I don't really know what, 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 to, what to think in, in those terms, you know. Well, um, l- l- let me help you because, unfortunately, that's not something you need to really consider, and it's because you're a unionized employee. So when we're talking about severance and, and constructive dismissal, those concepts don't apply really in the same way in a unionized oh. workplace. You're not okay. going to have the same severance entitlements. Constructive dismissal is not really a concept in a unionized environment. So so because of that, if, if you're kind of holding off or holding back, hoping that you'll get a payout by way of severance, it's not going to happen in a unionized environment. There's no chance. So because of that, if you think it's better for you, for your career, for your uh, financial situation to do your own thing with, with that business, sure. It, it, don't worry about the severance because you're not going to get, unfortunately, in a unionized environment. And the problem you're having is uh, potentially, even though what you told me that you, you're trying not to you know, compete with the company, there's still right. arguably a conflict of interest. And if they were to find out, yeah, there could be consequences there. Uh, but okay. unfortunately, and, and for you and for our other listeners that are part of a union, you, you're not really going to be getting severance when, they, when you're a unionized employee. The different rules apply. Well, I know that in another uh, instance, uh, okay, so I have a perfect record. Uh, I, I've never been insubordinate. I, I've, uh, uh, I've had some, some sick leave, uh, but it's all documented and, and proper, and, and I've never been written up for anything. I know, um, so that obviously looks good for me, but I know uh, another employee, they basically did want him gone. Um, he had a long record of, of, of lying and, and misleading uh, his, the employer, and he did actually, uh, they did do, I don't know what the terminology would be, constructive resignation or something. Uh, he was asked though to resign, and they did fight for a severance, I suppose a lawyer or the union, I'm not exactly sure, and he was awarded nine months. Now, again, they wanted him gone. There's there probably a different way there. They had a long history of, of, um, uh, of problems with this employee. He wasn't, to be honest, he wasn't a very good employee. He wasn't very conscientious. Um, so in that, in that regard, you know, I guess it'd be a totally different thing. I've been a good employee. The only reason I want to leave is, uh, you know, I quite honestly, I'd like to keep doing, doing both, but it's obviously a time management issue for myself. So, yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to get severance. The situation that you've talked about is a situation where someone is fired, the union fights for him and, and the company says, okay, instead of coming back, we'll pay you some money. Uh, but but generally speaking, no, you're not going to get that. So so in a unionized environment, John, this is a very important. You really don't get severance, or or, or the amount of severance you get is is, is minuscule. Uh, when we talk about severance based on age, position, and length of employment, that really only applies in a non-union position. We were talking about things you should be worried when uh, you've been offered a new employment agreement to sign while you're in mid-employment, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, if your employer comes to you and uh, wants you to sign a new agreement, all of a sudden you've already been working, you have a job, and the employer says, hey, sign this document, be concerned, be worried. There's a reason behind yeah. them wanting to do that, and the reason is not that it's better for you. Your employer is not going to come to you out of the blue and say, hey, Joe, uh, sign this employment agreement, and, and this employment agreement is better for you, Joe, the, the employee. No way. That agreement would be only presented to you if it's better for the employer, which means it's not as good for the employee. You should never, ever just sign an employment agreement offered to you after you started working. Oftentimes, what we see these agreements do is they try to limit future severance. So your, your employer comes to you today, sign this agreement, you sign it, they let you go a few months later, and you realize that when you sign that agreement, you've limited your severance, and now you've lost tens of thousands of dollars horrible idea. Never do that. So if your employer comes to you, they want you to sign an agreement, call me. Let me read the agreement. Let me t let me see what it says. Let me explain that to you in simple English what it says. And if it if it's a bad agreement, if it does do things that would limit you and cost you in the future, we're going to say no. The employer cannot make you sign the agreement. They can't punish you for not signing it. That There's no way to do that. So because of that, you should always, always be very mindful, very concerned, and don't just sign an agreement uh, just because your employer asked. It's always, always a bad idea. The email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com to reach Lior outside of show hours, 604-283-3123. We'll take a short break here. We've got phone lines open. If you have a question to be asked, bring it on now. you got uh, some time right up till 6 o'clock, 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. Still have a few minutes to call into the show. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to severancepaycalculator.com and check that out. You'll find out what your severance offer really should be. We'll get to uh, Jody here. Hi, Jody. How are you? Well, good. Thank you. Oh, what's so, your concern? First of all, let me say that I'm calling on behalf of my son, okay. not myself. So I've been inquiring about if he's entitled to any severance. Okay. Uh, he was um, uh, went on sick leave. Uh, he let the employer know and uh, made full disclosure about the reasons for the sick leave, and was told that he would be hard back or uh, given hours when he came back, whatever, and. Uh, uh, when he went in to uh, arrange the uh, start time, the uh, uh, human resources manager uh, insisted that he comply with a whole bunch of unreasonable um, uh, demands about uh, what they wanted him to provide. And when he uh, balked at it, they said, well, do you want the job or not? Uh, so we went to the doctor. It wasn't good enough that the doctor gave him a letter. Uh, saying he's fit to work. Uh, it wasn't good enough that the doctor called him. He had to be able to call the doctor. Uh, he wanted a letter from me because he was residing with me. A whole bunch of demands, which wow. were actually outlined in a uh, uh, text message or an email, I'm not sure which it was, that was sent to my son. So we have document of the demands. Okay. Uh, the doctor refused to comply. He said it was unethical for him to do this. Uh, he gave a letter which was uh, deemed insufficient, and they let him go. Uh, he had been doing well, you know, uh, wow. got a raise previously, 
his uh, uh, ex foreman on the job site has called him up a couple of times and steered him towards other jobs. So it wasn't an issue of Jody. Was he was he part of a union, Jody? No, no, he's not. Okay, okay. So Jody, uh, l- let me make this very clear. Uh, this is a situation that I come across very often, but it's completely illegal what this employer did. What I mean by that, number one, they can't ask all these questions. The only thing that they're entitled to know is that he cannot work. Not why, not what treatment he's getting, none of that. They're allowed to know that he cannot work and that a doctor is saying that. They can't insist on speaking with the doctor. They can't find out the the specific medical condition or talk to you. Nonsense. It's illegal. And then, of course, to let someone go when they know that he's sick and they know that a doctor is supporting him, not only is that wrong, it's actually a violation of the Human Rights Code. So they owe him not just severance. Of course they owe him severance, but they potentially owe him damages under the Human Rights Code. So, you know, this this company should be kind of, you know, smacked around a bit because what they did is wrong. It's not well, the way uh, our laws work they here. they sent us the email or text message uh, enumerating all the things they were demanding. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like no, a she-says type of situation. We have the document. You got record of it, yeah. Record. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's important. In many of these situations, it is a he said, she said. So in this case, it's not. So here's what we need to do because uh, we don't have a ton of time on the show. Jody, I want you to connect with me or, or even better, have your son connect with me off air. Uh, I'm in the office all week. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out exactly what we need to do. I want to actually see those text messages or emails. But the good news is that at least you know that what they did is wrong that he has entitlements. And I'm sorry you had to go through that, but this is an important call because we're going to have other listeners that are going to find themselves in that situation. So, Jody, let's connect or, or have your son connect with me off air. I will help him. Jody, that number, write it down, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Three email. Finally, we get to, uh, to Shelly here. How are you, Shelly? Oh, I'm well, thank you. Good. What's, the, what's um, your concern? My son has been working for the same restaurant for just about 10 years. He has worked every shift they have ever asked him to work. He worked uh, graveyard for a long time. They put him on a day shift, but now whenever something goes sideways, they'll just change his hours. They'll give him different days off. They'll give him different hours to work. But what they do do consistently is make him work a straight eight hours. He doesn't get any breaks unless... The restaurant is quiet, and then he can go and maybe get a break. But if he happens to leave for work a little bit late in the morning, he has a new baby now, sometimes he sleeps in, and he gets there, and he doesn't have time to eat. He works all day without getting a break to go and rest his feet, have a bite to eat, nothing. And he's afraid to rock the boat because in some respects he's grateful he has a job. Isn't that yeah, kind and, of a you know, that, That's something that I hear often, Shelley, and, and ultimately to do something about this issue and other issues, you can't do it without somewhat rocking the boat. In this particular situation, uh, when it comes to breaks, what I would do if he really doesn't want to rock the boat is she, he can call the Ministry of Labor anonymously and tell them there's this workplace here, this restaurant at this address that doesn't give their employees proper breaks. In many cases, the Ministry of Labor may come in and investigate uh, and, and then to the extent that they find out what you just said, they may make some orders and order the employer to comply with the law because they do have to provide a break. 
So that may be the best case in this situation. Uh, in another situation, if he doesn't get breaks that he's owed, he may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal potentially and leave with severance. If that is something he's interested in, in discussing, I'd be more than happy to do that with him and talk to him about that affair. Okay. If he just wants his employer to give him his breaks, I would call the Ministry of Labor, potentially just do it anonymously, and have him come in and hopefully take care of the problem. Okay, and he might want to talk to you because he is kind of getting tired of sure. so much drama at this restaurant. Right. It used to be a good place, and now, you know, somebody's, the owner's daughter is managing the back end of the restaurant, and there's all kinds of conflict and whatever. So I will. I'll, I'll give him your number and have him call you. I'd be happy to talk to him. It's- Shelly, that number, uh, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123 is that number, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And if you've ever wondered what your uh, severance should be, severancepaycalculator.com as well. We're done it for another night, man. Good job. So we'll take it from there until next Sunday. Again, in contact with Lior, give you the number one more time, 604-283-3123. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.